Geek Card presents Back Issue Bloodbath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. All the world's waiting for you and the powers you possess. Of course, it's a Grant Morrison story, so it's going to get a little crazy. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm your host, Andrew Young. I'm Petula Neal. And this week we are looking back at a Graphic novel from 2016, Wonder Woman Earth One, Volume One. There's been three volumes of the Earth One story. So it's funny, these uh, these one shots, when they first came out, I thought they were just like one and done. But now it's like they're putting out series like of them. Like it's a European comic coming out with annuals every year. I like the sort of disambiguation though, because instead of... I don't know, rebooting your whole family of properties and arguably occasionally sometimes ruining some of your best characters, having these little side adventures where you, let's say, restart or retell some origin stories, but kind of keep it safely away from your main stuff and also uh, a safe place for some of your more mercurial storytellers. Yeah, no, totally. You get don't have to worry about continuity. You can retell origin stories. You can change events, moments, characters, and not have to worry about somebody going, that's not the way it is in the other comics. So yes, yeah, so this is a retelling of the uh, the origin of Wonder Woman written by Grant Morrison with art by Yannick Paquette. I've always liked Yannick Paquette. He has like this, he has clean lines, but at the same time, it's kind of like a little messy, you know, like... A lot of my favorite things, including great eyeliner work, although uh, the ladies at Paradise Island, not big fans of makeup. No, uh, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman <laughs> shows up with that makeup on and that's the thing they're most pissed off about. Not the yeah. fact that she left the island or tricked them or anything. It's like, oh, you got makeup on. What yeah. the hell? It's like, what is this whore paint? Yeah. Uh, also, uh, a lot of lovely thick thighs. Like the way the women are drawn is great. The way they talk about the women's bodies. Well, we'll get there. Listen, <laughs> all I can say is there is a great diversity in women's shapes. You're thinking, oh, it's like a Wonder Woman story. We're going to Paradise Island. It's all going to be like perfectly similar shapes. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be giving like Archie comics where it's just the same lady with different color hair. It is not. There are different uh, shapes and bodies and looks and styles and fits on Paradise Island and off. So that is one of the best things about the art in this. The Wonder Woman body in this one, for those of you who, um, yes, Gal Gadot did a great job. However, a lot of people were wanting something a little bit on the thicker side with mm. at least two C's, if not more. This is definitely for you. And also like good proportions. Right. Like it's not just one thing or wink wink two things being big it's like she looks like she can handle herself when she's lifting a tank visually it makes sense yes i have some issues with costuming but they kind of actually explain that in the story why she's wearing things that don't make sense for somebody who likes to use a lasso and how would those stay in i've discussed this at length anyway straps she should always have straps that that's all i'm saying one time I went to a friend's Christmas party and a Filipino auntie uh, on the auntie scale of savageness, I'd say in the conversation for top three or five with like brown aunties and black aunties 
from anywhere in the diaspora looked me up and down and said, well, pause, you're proportional. What a nice way of saying (laughs) (laughs) my ass that was at eye level with her was equally in proportion with the other parts that she perused as she looked me up and down. That saying, this Wonder Woman, she's proportional. She is proportional. She is. Yes. Yeah. Did not. Well, you know, I kind of expected that uh, that was that was going to come up. Uh, (laughs) So, of course, in this retelling of the origin story, Hippolyta has kind of kept things from Diana about her history and has really played into the Silver Age version of the story where she made her out of clay, which kind of. If if that had been true, that kind of would have made Wonder Woman a dreidel. But yeah. uh, <laughs> Diana, 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 I made you out of clay. <laughs> yeah, but but that's not the case. That's not that's not the true story. And uh, of course, she's always been holding her daughter back on uh, because she believes, well, you have extra special powers, and it wouldn't be fair for you to compete with the other Amazons in competition because you have an advantage. So every year she was kind of given the job to reenact the traditions of their origins by basically having to play the bad guy in a pantomime in the middle of the ceremonies. And this year she was like, no, you know what? I'll start out with your little pantomime, but then I'm going to best your champion, which also happens to be her girlfriend. So that really, that really ruined that, uh, <laughs> That kind of dynamic. She kind of wins the uh, the event and is slated to take on. Is it Athens' champion? I can't remember. It's the it's the Greek gods, right? Yeah, it's Zeus's yeah. champion. Yeah. Can we rewind to that intro? That is uh, taking all the fun out of like the bondage backstory of our good <laughs> our <laughs> our good ally, Doctor Marston, and uh, his wives. Olive and why do I forget the name of the, the wife that helped to invent the lie detector? Uh, we start off with uh, ladies in chains, which is not great. No. And chains and cages and uh, very heavily implied that uh, a group of men are coming to uh, non-consensually uh, do things to them mm. uh, because their their power has been taken. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough opening. Yeah, it's dark. It does take away the one of the best parts, if you know, sort of like the Dr. Martian backstory of, you know, him and his partners and them having consensual alleged enjoyment of some of those things. And then also the origin of uh, the lie detector being able to restrain someone, read their body uh, responses and elicit the truth from them. So sort of those two elements, one definitely more provable than others, because the family still doesn't talk about a lot uh, about their backstory. Taking that and then uh, I don't like to say the word pervert, but like it, they go hard in the paint on this uh, <sighs> super not great energy. And is it terrible? Yes. Does it once again uh, make me think that Andrew accidentally picks the, the wrong book at the right time? Also, yes, because it's definitely taking patriarchy and turning it up to 11. Once again, you know, the agency of women is being challenged and in real life. And and uh, yeah, it's being challenged here. Yeah. And and there's a panel with Hercules's tongue in this early intersection that is just it really gives the yicks. It, it's it's not great. 
you, you got your your big opener with uh, Hercules saying Queen of the Amazons uh, to heal B word of Hercules. And I swear a lot on this, but like I feel so kind of not great about how hard in the paint they went that it's making me want to clean up my language. Like that's how oh, like <laughs> it's like not the fun kind of dirty. I I love a little you know rough stuff, but this is uh, yeah. Anyway. What I'm saying is if you're scanning the first few pages and you want to put it down, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, no, I get that. But it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it is important to remember that these are the villains of the story. So. Yeah. But then it makes the framing of these women uh, retiring to Paradise Island more of a, a man-hating versus woman-loving energy. So that's also what I don't mm. enjoy. It's like for many of the Wonder woman stories and like a lot of the paradise island themiscura whatever it's more framed as uh this is just how we do and yeah there was you know some messing about with uh, men back in the days and aries and whoever but like we're here because we love it like this not because like we hate and malign it's the other view of feminism so anyway island competition it's great Black Steve Trevor. How fun. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah, so in this story, Steve Trevor has been hired, well, has been given his orders to find Paradise Island. And he does find Paradise Island. Of course, he gets injured, just like every other story. And, and Wonder Woman works to get him off the island and get him back to the mainland so he can get the help that he needs and everything like that. Yeah, because um, the purple rays aren't working for him. Because the purple rays aren't working with him because he's a man. Mm. And so she's trying to get him back and his thought is already decided in his head that he's going to tell them he didn't find anything. But, of course, he didn't expect for Wonder Woman to take him back, thus proving that there was a Paradise Island. He did not take that into effect because he didn't think he was going to be injured, even, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So she gets him back to... To man's world. To man's world, yes. Yeah, because we can hardly call it civilization. No, definitely not civilization. But anyways, (laughs) to man's world, and she gets him to a hospital, and uh, it's there where she basically kind of runs into the army. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That, and, and, but also meets a great group of gals. Yeah, no, she runs into a sorority where one of the main pledges is Etta Candy, who takes her under her wing and shows her the the different type of sisterhood, the partying life of sisterhood. Does a little reverse cosplay, too, like respects her look, but updates it a little. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, no, it's interesting. The Etta Candy, this version of Etta Candy is kind of funny to me. Because it's sort of like, oh, okay, it's the, the idea of like putting a sorority group in this story, of course, sororities, fraternities, the Greeks, you get that kind of like synergy there. I haven't seen Etta Candy be this type of frothy, you know, the character's always been frothy, always been kind of like, you know, jovial and all that sort of stuff. This version is very much like the, hey, let's go out and have a party type, uh, type version. I would 100% pound many many beverages with this Eddie candy yeah, yeah. like she's literally dic- dictionary definition of good time gal <laughs> would be um she would be in that group of people in the picture i love the way she's drawn physically the way people talk about her body is not great mm. <laughs> and it is it does almost feel and she looks good that's the thing and 
it's almost like the writer and the artist have two very different point of views about women and their bodies. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Eddie Candy got some curves, could probably pound a few beers, definitely can uh, get the crew together to cosplay, uh, put together a modified corset in, in seconds and find a good low heeled, sensible red boot that really shows the legs <laughs> off. It's, and, also like a good friend who will stand up and speak up for you. Like yeah. she's excited to testify. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like this entire, the framework of the story is done as a trial. The mascara is putting Wonder Woman on trial for the fact that she broke all the rules, left the island, helped the man back to man's world, exposed them to man's world. When it breaks down to it, the main story is a story about the ideologies of the mother and the daughter. And I think that to me is the strongest part of the story because it's really, it's all about them coming at odds and Hippolyta kind of trying to keep her daughter being a kid, essentially, not being allowed to make decisions for herself and to live where it's safe, where she wants to go out to the world and find out what's happening there. And of course, eventually have to face the dangers of the world, but also use her given abilities to protect others and a real nature nurture where Hippolyta is the only one who knows about the nature part. Yeah. So she knows why Diana's railing against her because surprise, she's not a dreidel. She's, you know, half bad guy stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's where some of her uh, alleged desire to rebel, curiosity about the world outside paradise Island, uh, coming up with their own ideas, that's allegedly where some of that comes from, at least the way it's portrayed here. Hmm. That uh, it's almost as if all of her qualities that are frustrating her mother come from the male part of her. Right. But if you've also lied to your daughter her whole life and not told her about her actual origin story, then what are you going to do? What are you going to do indeed? No, totally, man. Yeah, so... I actually, I really enjoyed the trial aspect of it. And I really enjoyed the fact that the two of them have to come to an understanding of one another through it. I thought that to me was the crux of the story. The subplots of the story about uh, the army trying to find Paradise Island, like that stuff was okay. Mm -hmm. Really, I was much more interested in the mother-daughter dynamic for the entire story. Definitely. Uh, the Most of the interactions on Paradise Island or the stuff with diana and the sorority crew mm. those were my favorite bits or her mother interacting with men at all not great the mm. uh her offering uh of a symbolic gesture to steve trevor to show that how they were bonded now <laughs> <laughs> and like they acknowledge it that hey offering a, a black man a collar not great they acknowledge it and we sort of get like her getting bits of the backstory of uh, people of color in man's world. But again, it's taking something good from the origin of the character and the creators, the bondage and uh, throwing a hard nod in front of the consensual. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, like, go watch Dr. Professor Marston, Dr. Marston, whatever the movie, like, go watch, like, that movie is hot. Like, getting, <laughs> watching somebody get strapped into a lie detector for the first time is arguably as hot as the scene where they actually go to sort of like the secret room behind the room in the Taylor's place. Right. Yeah. This book takes a lot of that and makes it not as fun. 
the the lasso is probably the only thing that maintains its sort of purity and intention right and it's mostly used as a storytelling device as we go back and forth between what diana got up to and people recounting the story in makeshift trial yeah and again you <laughs> picking a book that is about like a very public uh, trial of uh, humanity i love this i love this for you just keep doing what you're doing uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah now of course the artwork we talked about it it's Yannick Paquette. He's he's very, very good at, as you talked about, different types of bodies, different looks of people. When you look at her, his characters, you don't confuse them for other characters in the story because there's always enough difference in the faces even. So it's uh, like the really great depiction. I really enjoy his sequential storytelling abilities. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful book. Yeah. It, and even the characters close the when she's hanging out with the sorority ladies there's a scene where etta is wearing i would love this jumpsuit if it existed in real life it's like a jumpsuit that looks like the inside of a computer like mm-hmm. a like a like a board it is amazing the different looks that they put her in that are like a variation of what we see as the you know traditional wonder woman costume also great uh, we see you know steve trevor he's not really doing that much he doesn't do as much with the male characters but and then on paradise island we see nubia nice shaved head love that for her mm-hmm. we see like a straight up like kind of fit on somebody that is screaming donna troy like yeah. you know red stars and oh, yeah. red and like the stars we have some side shave looks it is probably next to i mean historia is next level We've all talked about it, award nominated, whatever. But the look of the women on Paradise Island in this, it's so like everybody is so easy to pick out visually. Right. I love that. Like it's they do such a great job. Even her her girlfriend slash rival Holly is I mean, she's blonde, but even like her body, her energy, the way her character sort of is often positioned as they're moving through their kind of decathlon type contest different from diana and some of the other uh women that we see yeah throughout paradise island so the art is it shows a a love and respect for women that is definitely not entirely matched by the dialogue (laughs) and the story (laughs) yeah it's uneven i would say is how I would describe this book because it is beautiful. Well, no, it's interesting as a story about Wonder Woman is that Morrison kind of takes a very cynical approach to almost every character in this. It's almost like he's focusing on the anger and frustrations of the characters and letting that kind of paint and color his view of the character as a whole. And so, yeah, we do get a lot of derogatory comments and things like that. But I think it's they, like nobody is really there's no with the exception of Etta Candy. Nobody is really like having a good time at any point in this story. Nah, Hercules briefly at the beginning. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's but not yeah, great. That's not great. That, that yeah. the intentions of him feeling good there are cynical as well. So, yeah, Nubia is every black woman at work. I'm telling my boss something that they should be able to figure out themselves. And I'm just not being listened to. Yeah. 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 No, Apollo is just ignoring everything that uh like they basically the stuff that you know is right out in the open. Nubia is just pointing it out and Apollo will not hear it. Yeah. 
Yeah. There is a great take on the invisible jet here, too, as well. So uh, shouts to the tech in this, the kind of purple healing purple ray device and the invisible jet. Some good tech in here, which I also like because having the idea of Paradise Island with Themyscira is a place where they're just going to like stick with bows and arrows for a millennia. Mm. Like, obviously, they would come up with other things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now, of course, this came into my vicinity because it was one of the things that you had read previously. Did you ever end up reading the follow-up graphic novels? Uh, for this? No. <laughs> okay. I have I have some of the Earth 1 Teen Titans. Okay. Is it Teen Titans? Like the Lemire and like that crew. <laughs> Very different energy. Yeah. From a storytelling perspective. Right. Yeah, I went on like, kind of like a dipping into earth ones if anything god help them this book maybe made me like back out slowly Mm. yeah so i I might want to go back but i think for me after having read this i'm more interested in what other stuff this artist is doing than anything in this world yeah 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 for me it didn't feel like a grant morrison story it definitely was not one of his best I'm not sure if I'll check out the other the other volumes, volume t- volumes two and three. It's the entirely same creative team on all of them, and like they're probably fine. But this book did not compel me to want to pick up the following volumes. And if you listen to any of our year-end wrap-up stuff, whether it was on uh, the Prime feed of Keycard or on our Back Issue Bloodbath wrap-up, there's so much good Diana stuff right now. Yeah, like you don't need. You don't need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So yeah. really, unless you're like really curious of what it's like and how cynical it does get, you really you can skip this one. And it is also, one of the best looking Dianas I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. The artwork by Yana Paquette yeah. is amazing. Yeah. But when it comes to the writing, this is definitely not in the realm of quality that Morrison is known for. So, yeah. So that's our take on it. We've come to the end of another episode. Petula, where can people find you? At inatif.com, on Twitter, at obesacantawit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-I-T, and here with you. And of course, you can find everything I do over at geekardshow.com. Follow me on Twitter, at geekard. Follow this very show on Facebook, at Back Issue Bloodbath. We post the new episode every week there. But the easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice, be it the iTunes, the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Tuned In, Spotify, wherever you catch your pods. And please, while you're there, leave a five-star rating or review because, you know, that helps people find out about us. And the more people that know about us, the longer we get to do this show. Uh, of course, you can also support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash geekcard, where we've got cool exclusives and early access to podcasts. So definitely check it out. This has been Back as Your Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. I've been Petulian. Have yourself a good...